Right, before we start into another episode of DadCast on our misadventures in parenting, support for this episode is via the brilliant SkyQ. Where the hell would we be without our SkyQ? Parenting is tough and sometimes we need a little help in entertaining our little ones. And that's where SkyQ has the perfect solution for you. It's everything you love in one place. Easy. You can hook up your various accounts because they bring together all your favorite apps and content onto the SkyQ box. Literally hours and hours and hours of How to Train Your Dragon, Paw Patrol, Sports Docs, whatever you need to keep the kids entertained and give us adults a well-earned break, it says here, but you just need it. We know it's just pure need. Saturday morning cartoons will never be an issue again with over 11 different kids' channels packed with their favorite programs on Sky Kids, including Peppa and SpongeBob and all your favorites that you know so well off by heart at this stage. Uh, you can grab a movie night with your little ones and access over a thousand movies for all ages in Sky Cinema, including new releases. It says here like The Enchanting Secret Garden starring Colin Firth and Julie Waters. And if Colin Firth isn't enough to get your missus going, who knows? There's also the entire Disney Plus range of new releases like Clouds, Onwards, and The Rocketeer, alongside Disney classics like The Lion King, Hakuna Matata to You 2 and Beauty and the Beast. That's everything you and the kids love, all in one place. Easy. Head over to sky.ie to find out more or search SkyQ now. Dad Pod. Well, this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. A midlife crisis. Howdy daddy. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Right, you're very welcome along to this week's edition of Dadcast. All the dads are here. Dave is on mute because uh, his kids are terrorizing me in the background. Adrian's here and Nathan is here. How are you? How's it going? Hello, lads. If our viewers to this podcast are watching us over the next couple of days and they see either or both my mute sign appearing and my video disappearing it's because i'm roaring at somebody in the background so uh, it may happen i'm on full-on daddy duty here at the moment who's the who's got all the music slash noise coming from the background that's you adrian i'm, I'm also on daddy duty at the minute yeah that's the tv what have they got on some sky Q, anyway whatever it is some uh, BBC <laughs> kids, what's it called? What's the BBC? CBBS. CBBS. That's the one. Yeah. I did watch Whatever the the, uh, the Secret Garden, Jer, with the wonderful Colin Firth on on Sky Q there the other night. The, the, myself and my six year old sat down to watch it and very much enjoyed it. Right, very good. I no, I, I had no idea. When, and uh, you got the whole thing. They sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah, he did. He know he did confess. Fair play to him. He left it until about an hour after the film concluded to tell me that he found the second half a bit boring. So he was obviously somewhat uh, absorbed in Wrong. it to, point, to a certain point. But I, I enjoyed it and um, I recommend it. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah, we, we were trying to watch, didn't watch the second episode, watched the first episode of The Den. The oldest at nine thought, yeah, this is okay. I can watch this. The other two were like, oh my God, what's going on? What are they talking about? Who are these old people? Why they, what, what is it? And it was like, not for them, it turns out. It's actually for old people like us, right? I don't know. Damn. It's the first time I've seen my two kids really excited about a TV program for the first time in about three or four years because all they want to watch now is YouTube all day, every day, and Preston and all these incredibly annoying people who I can't help but notice. They started out with watching, it was you know 20-year-old lads playing Minecraft and Roblox. More and more, they're becoming... 20 year old girls playing Minecraft and Roblox and quite often they don't wear a lot of clothes 
when they're playing their Minecraft and Roblox. Now, the lads are only... Yeah, are, you, are you watching a lot of this too, Nathan? <laughs> I'm coming in going... Well, the first time I came, I was like, why Why is, Why are they they're playing some game in a swimming pool? Like, this This just seems... Uh, no, hang on, hang on. I don't have a big enough sample size here. I'm going to have to, so, I'm gonna have to give this another couple of so hours. So anyways, that's all they, all they generally want to watch is, uh, is YouTube if they get a chance. But yesterday, they're like, what time is the den on? on? Did your kids accidentally stand, st- uh, stumble on the um, Minecraft Pornhub site? <laughs> I don't think so. I think uh, these people know what they're at. They're all bloody multimillionaires. But uh, right. yeah, the, it, so it's on what? The den's on now, half six on a Sunday evening. So generally, yeah. it's a nice family time. Obviously, yesterday, I was making the point that, come on, guys, the Masters is on and Ireland are playing here. So let's just back up. We get a family time next Sunday, maybe. Just not today. But they were very excited. Thought it was hilarious. And because there's not really that, because the way they're watching YouTube, there's not really that family experience of a Sunday evening as much anymore of everybody watching the same thing. Even things that I talk to their mates about. Whereas maybe the den is going to bring that back. And they sat down and watched the whole thing. We, again, only watched the first episode. Didn't see the second one yet. So Oh, thought it was hilarious. Right? Yeah. Let's go back and have a look and see if that works. So go for it. Um, yeah, we had um, we had a COVID weekend. Oh no! What happened? Uh, so Friday evening, both lads developed a bit of a temperature, um, and nothing really runny nose. So they had both been for their flu jab on Wednesday. So look on the HSC website. First thing it says: flu jab, possible side effects, mild temperature, runny nose. Ring the doc the next morning. No, no, I haven't heard that as a side effect. You want to go get them tested out for COVID? Ah, no. Uh, it says so, on the HSE website. This is what I said. Uh, so, no, that didn't. Uh, so, they both got sent for COVID test. Brilliantly, even though they're brothers. One got sent to the Aviva and the other got sent to City West. <laughs> <laughs> One's results were back in about 18 hours and the other didn't come back till last night. So, there was right. no outdoors for the weekend. Mind you, still, both of them were pretty quick so were there school days miss sorry uh no no they were they were both thank god they were both back in this morning but they were uh, both climbing the walls by yesterday evening oh my god you couldn't go to football couldn't go to football couldn't can't even go outside really to the green or anything in case there's other kids there they are literally bound and the weather was crap anyways they're just bouncing off the walls it's like oh my god what the hell do you do what do you do Aren't you? Do, you? do you not have to? Uh, what's the thing about like a certain time after the test? Is it or after the symptoms where they have to stay at home? That's a very close contact, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, so I thought that. The I thought one. that as well. Isn't yeah, it great no, that we know this after six months that everybody's? <laughs> and I've also been <laughs> through two of them. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, that's well, I can't blame that on anybody else apart from myself because I've been through two of them, but I just can't think. I can't remember what the, I, there was definitely conflicting messages at one point from, um, it was coming from the GP or somebody was saying, there was some confusion on it for sure, which I'm clear. Let's have this conversation off here because my children are back in school and, you know, everyone's fine. Just fine. <laughs> the chairman of the PTA should know, right? Give, that, give him a call. Back for another year. You got re-elected. Unopposed. Wow. Oh, you're, you're Trump. You're like, you're yeah. You're Putin. Is it no, worse? Well, than who knows? 
I think this is my final. This is the final year of my three-year term, and only one term is allowed. And I will not be putting myself forward for a second term and trying to change the constitution of the PTA, which it turns out is a real thing. Um, yeah, but because last year wasn't a real year and they weren't in school for half it, and we couldn't do half the things we're meant to do, I said I'll just keep doing it again. Your Davy Fitz actually really is what you are. My powers of motivation this year are going to be lacking. No, I expect like, to make you any know, money. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't get here. to fully fulfill your okay. expertise because, you know, you were limited. I'm more David Fitz than Mickey Hart in that Mickey Hart what? didn't feel like it was a real year, but they got rid of him anyways. What was your, <laughs> what was your, the, the central plank of your election campaign that resulted in such a stunning plebiscite? Uh, it was a short conversation. Does anyone else want to do this? No. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll stay on then. Right. It was deep, and deep stuff. How how much funds do you have access to? And uh, I can't can't negotiate. Uh, PTA how, how easy was it? How easy was it to uh, siphon that off into that Revolut account even flashing around? Listen, we just pass the money to the school, and it leaves the PTA account, and people have to assume that the school gets it. So let's just go with that, chair. <laughs> <year>, all right. <laughs> what would you say has been the hallmark <laughs> of your of the your uh, your presidency so far? Presidency, my chairmanship. Have a talk about legacy. My legacy, that is a great question. Um, just an openness and transparency, I think, I've brought to the PTA. Um, the Christmas so drinks, which I think... transparent the, before the, that. The, the Christmas <laughs> drinks, which I think were once talked about, but ever since I became involved, have become, <laughs> for many, the highlight of the year. So there were issues with openness. <laughs> they were in front of the kids, with those ones. <laughs> separate. No, that, that, that was, what was that? That was the Christmas fair. I wasn't yeah. drinking... That was the coke. The problem, you were flogging coke. Punch. The problem that oh, yeah. year, the problem was it was the morning after the Christmas drinks was the Christmas fair, which is right. not a place you want to be. Two hundred. You know, were you not buying kids multi, multi-pack cokes? Was not you were doing that? You were buying multi-pack cokes and then selling them off at twice the price. Yeah, is that not is is that not what every right, parents right? association is that is that not exactly what you did? That, that's going to be the legacy of your tenure, Nathan. <laughs> flogging off cheap coke at twice the price. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good market for it right now. <laughs> Anyways, I'd heartily, Adrian, you should get involved in your uh, local PTA when the kids get involved. We got, um, we got, we we have applied for a local school here that everybody around the neighbourhood is uh, raving about, which the eldest lad will be due to go into uh, next next year, uh, all being well. And um, we got back to say that he hadn't been accepted, but that he's fourth on the waiting list. All right, I have a grandson. Well, yeah. we were we were slightly unsure, and I wasn't trying to curry favour anything, but I'd like to know if four. Ah. <laughs> no, I'd like to know if four <laughs> gets curry in. Favor. As I emailed Leo Varadkar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that I, did a, I, did actually, I did actually Colossa. email to. Um, I did email recently to, which I've never done before, and I'm very unlikely to do again. But I did email two ministers that are living in the area recently about a matter that came up of national interest. Um, and I felt moved enough to email them. And interesting enough, one came back and gave a personable but flim-flam response to which I had a follow-up question and I haven't heard from them since. And then the other one just ah. flat didn't respond to me. And I just thought, don't be come knocking on my door the next time there's you're looking for it. You can't be bothered to reply to a fairly civil email, mostly civil email. Fairly civil or mostly civil? No, it was very civil. Did you send it from your off the ball email? No, I did not. That would be unprofessional. 
Are you are you willing to disclose uh, which cloud you were shaking your fist at? Yeah, it was the it was the look. I don't fully actually even understand the topic. I just know that people who were impacted by it didn't get the outcome they wanted, and it was in relation to unsealing the archive in relation to the um, mother and baby homes and all that kind of thing. And um, as I said, I, I I wouldn't, and nor did I profess to know the ins and outs of it intimately, but I was moved enough to see that people who were um, yeah, were, were, were extremely, to put it very mildly, were extremely put out by the whole thing. And so I asked, and it was a very civil question about um, why this happened to go, why this had to go ahead. And as I said, the, the response was very personable from the minister I did hear back from, but it was literally just to say that it was a bit of a communications issue, which didn't add up to me at all. If it was only a communications issue, surely you'd get out ahead of it and you say, we're rushing this thing through now for A, B, and C, as opposed mm. to the people who were impacted by it um, leave, left them feeling very cold. So I thought, uh, as I said, I've never done that before and I'd be I like to do it again. It's a topic generally that just, you know the way we tend to look at Irish society generally and we look at the wrongs that have gone on over the years and like how many of them are actually happening now that people are going to look back on in 10 or 15, 20 years time and say, Jesus Christ, what the hell was wrong with that country at that time? And that for me is the legacy, one of those very grim chapters in Irish history. So yeah, that was like sidetrack where I started out. You're uh, you're getting more interested in politics as you get older. Because bear in mind, this we would have had you know some of these conversations on air various years and on election days, referendum mm. days. You're like, ah, I didn't know. Nah, it wasn't. It, it'd be mischaracterizing it to say that I wasn't interested in it. News generally doesn't interest me. The cycle of news is something that I have really checked out of in a big way. Not even just sort of COVID, like lockdown. It's, um, it predates that a long time. Predates that, but at current affairs, I am I am interested in. News, the news cycle of stuff that I really don't need to know about um, doesn't interest me at all. And would you have generally been an, a person who would have engaged with, like, democracy, say? <laughs> I wouldn't, particularly, to be honest, no. And will you now? now that I will, yeah, I have. I have started to in the last couple of years, yeah. I do. So you, so you never would have voted? No. What's that? So in general, you wouldn't vote? Um, previously, no. Now, yes. Do you believe in democracy? I mean, come on, Dave. <laughs> come on now. Um, I'm not... I'm not, um, I'm not a... I don't know if it's tied up, but I'm not particularly, like, nationalistic or patriotic or any of those things. I don't know if it's necessarily even tied up in that. I just... Yeah, it's certainly the news stuff... Politics just would have disinterested me, but yeah, I'm I'm a bit more politically minded now without being um, like, I'm going to use an expression there that people use about these catch-all things, but uh, I'll refrain from that one, but uh, without being particularly uh, <laughs> dogmatic about it. It's a good word. Right. Better than the word right. I was about. Did your kids watch the election? Was there, are they too? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, well the el the little one hasn't a false notion what's going on, but the eldest lad was shouting for the blue team, like, and we never would have talked about it in any red versus blue way. You just see the colours in the screen, and uh, he was a Biden man, yeah, really into Biden. I think it was the Kamala Harris thing, just that diversity thing that got him. He was particularly interested in that. Um, he wavered with Trump for a while, but it was just a flirtation. The red, the red colour, I think, is an attractive thing to four year olds. Um, but he he fell on the right side. They, they liked you were Biden fans. Were they? But it was more 
for them it was more of a, a referendum on, on Trump and his policies over the last four years. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But uh, they were they certainly verbalized their pro Biden leanings at one day in the car. Well, certainly the younger guy did when he declared to his grandmother that uh, that Trump fella is only a B O L L O X. Wow. <laughs> All right. Good use of the word. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder that from that. <laughs> I, I had no idea from where he learned such terrible language. But um, in fairness now, a lot of people over the last six weeks have struggled to sum up the political situation in the States. And I thought my three-year-old actually managed to achieve just that. Very good. And what did your what did his grandmother say? Was she, uh, oh, yeah, good man, you're right. Or more like Dave. Well, I wasn't in the car at the time. Um, All right. Uh, but I'm sure she concurred with the sentiment. Sure, look. And, and question the parenting. <laughs> exactly. You, you can't collect them when they're, in, when they're dropping truth bombs. Very hard to, indeed. When they do say something that's right on the money, it's very difficult to argue with them because they know when they've said something that's very true. My two lads were uh, 100% in behind Trump. They had heard him on the news, said that he had, oh. a, cure for, he had a cure for coronavirus. <laughs> 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 That's all they needed to hear. They've been watching way too much Breitbart on their on your, their YouTube Roblox. Yeah. about seventy million Americans. I, know. I was uh, trying to explain this in the car on the way into school, and why he would lie, uh, which on the five minute trip to school was a difficult conversation. Uh, I think I won them around by the end, but they were yeah they had heard on the news Trump saying, "I will have a cure for coronavirus." Nathan, this is important because this is them rejecting their Mayo heritage and, and they're slowly breaking your heart. But you better be ready for that time when they turn around to you and say, Dad, we're dubs. We're, we're I already have one. Supporting Dublin. Already, the youngest lad is already every single sec, every day, he's got his Dublin jersey on. I'm like, get out of here. This That's is just a, a glory hunter. If you haven't suffered scene. pain upon pain, have you really lived? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? volunteer for the pain turns out it's much nicer <laughs> life yeah but there's no glory in it is there like come on is there well it depends it depends if there's a lot pining. of i mean even dublin fans had to endure a lot of pain at one point nathan now i'm not saying that it's even close to the pain endured by mayo fans over the last 70 years but it is still something that we have we can relate to each other on i mean i'm talking about the 1995 to the 2011 type pain. It's not quite 51 to 2020 plus pain. Not quite, Dave. It's not. <laughs> no. How many finals did you lose between 95 and 2011? Uh, none. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there is no... Yeah, I, I suppose I can't force the Mayo thing down their throats too much because then they do just rebel. I've got to hope that they'll find a natural love and grow for it. It's going to be difficult now their grandparents don't live there. They have no connection with the place at all. It's just going to be lost. Yeah. And that's, that's how life should be. They should be free to go on and create. The whole point of the American dream was that everybody from Ackle arrived off and they could be who they wanted to be. So they all moved to Cleveland and lived within two streets of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like when we go, go to Sydney and let's all live in Bondi Junction and go to... No, the, what was that place called? So, I never went there. Uh, could you, um, the Bondi Bull and, Bull and Castle was Oh, the Bull and Castle. What a place. Great Shepherd's Pie. Is that oh, where you had the interesting conversation with the rugby lads? Was that? No, that was Scruffy Murphy's in, in, that's since I understand been demolished in, 
and Sydney City Centre, yeah. Victor Costello and Trevor Brennan. You told him he was shite. I was told Victory was shite. I was, I know, I was saying, I was telling them all that I, they were shite. It was today they were beaten by New South Wales. They were shite. And uh, anyway, I'd been drinking all day and told them that they were, I was telling them that they were shite. That they were, fellas, I think you underperformed today, might have been the rough kind of language I was using. And then Victor Costello turned around to Trevor Brennan and tapped him on the shoulder and he said, hey, Trevor, this fellow was just saying that you were shite today. <laughs> <laughs> At which point I made a beeline for downstairs, ran into Peter Clossy, who was going around with a blazer on him and the top pocket I must have had about 50 or 60 loose cigarettes in it and uh, went for a bit of a boogie with, with the claw. Trail crack. Right. We could ask Jer about his uh, post-Ireland defeat drinking session with the players, but of course, you'd have to buy Rob Kearney's book for that, wouldn't you? Hey. <laughs> yeah, not, not, a, a different version uh, from what I remember. But anyway, we can, we, can, uh, we can move on and let's talk about Christmas, right? So um, the elf on the shelf is due to make a return any day now. Are you ready for this in your life again? I, like the request has started. And apparently, somehow... It has travelled the culture that the last week of November is when the Elf on the Shelf, one Elf on the Shelf has already made a return in school. Wow. Does the Elf on the Shelf have any influence anymore? I seem to recall the 2019 version of the Elf on the Shelf having a lot less influence than he had the previous year. Because no, I suppose it's how, how into it they get, how into it you get. Just depends on the age of your kids, doesn't it? Yeah, ours, yeah, last year. have to be influenced, but it didn't seem to have any effect last year. So I'm just worried that when no. I do, when Toby, as he's called in our house, makes his return from the North Pole, that they're just going to shrug their shoulders at him. Toby. Toby, indeed. Toby Fair, Toby. you know, I would like an old bit of stuff from Santi. <laughs> maybe we, before we go any further in this conversation, maybe we can take a group decision and maybe we should save it for the next dad cast and put a good warning in advance. Because I suspect Jeremy and you are starting to enter the danger zone around Christmas. I don't know if we should yeah. have that yeah. conversation or give a full warning in advance. Because obviously, people listen uh, with their with their kids with, with their kids in the car as well. Anybody, I don't think anybody listens to Dadcast with their kids in the car. There's been too much talk about scheduling and too much cursing. If you do listen with your kids, fair play to you. But you fuck well, they could be young enough. Like let's say there were three or four where it might actually be on and most of it goes over their head, but then a conversation, right. different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Permeate. Okay, okay. So no Santa talk this week. We'll talk about Santa next week. Yeah, well, yeah. this can be All one right. of the warnings. There will have to be several. So if you are listening to this episode, you'll know that next episode, there may be talks that may venture into an area from which there would be no return. Yeah, and also you can, you rest assured, we'll have forgotten about it by then. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> We've um, initiated a three strikes and you're out rule. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And what about, what about with the kids? <laughs> uh, that joke is never not, not good. And there is a, um, there's now a piece of paper put up onto the fridge every day. One for each boy. And three X's mean that any potential treat that was to be administered that day has now been removed and virtually all screen time removed. Now, the problem is that since we started recording this podcast, a third strike has been awarded for the first time. Oh! Now, whether or not we have the stones to see it through for the remainder of the day, 
before they get to wipe the slate clean by tomorrow <sighs> remains to be seen. Yeah, the greatest of the third defence. Broken promises. Go on. Well, you know, can I have <laughs> broken dreams. Can I have a forty-five minute window in which there will be no fighting, and neither of you will walk out onto the road? Both promises were broken about <laughs> 10 minutes after Jerry hit the record button. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. <laughs> the absence of stones uh, and not seeing out your empty threats—that's the greatest problem with parenting. It's like chances are you're going to give them a treat, right? Uh, no, I'd say, I well, you see, the thing 50. is, the key, the key to the three strikes and you're out rule is that the guy who has not reached three strikes still gets needs it. to get rewarded. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So that's the most difficult part. You can hear a scream there. That's the most difficult part to, although I'm, we're using this mic, maybe it is draining it out, which is the whole purpose of this mic. If you can see it no, through, we were it. Where, yeah. <laughs> where one of them is on three strikes watch, now as well. <laughs> one of them needs to watch the other guy munch down his treat. That's the part that is most difficult to see through. Yeah, and also <laughs> it's only <laughs> only half three. You, 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 you only want them to be breaking the third one at about six o'clock uh, so you can that, actually get through is... the hour and a half till they go to bed or whatever. Whereas now you're like, oh, they'll get to like six, six strikes by the time they go to bed. Well, that could be the key because I'm sure he's aware of the clean slate aspect of the project in terms of the next day, which means that once they get to 3.30 and they're already on three strikes, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, the rest mm. of the day is chaos. It's like, it's like the purge. <laughs> what's, um, Dave, what's a tree around your house anyway? It's probably like, ah, a, like a chocolate pickie. carrots. <laughs> a chocolate picky or a, a, a small little piece of chocolate. Tends to be it. Like there's certainly no massive. That's fair enough. Half, That's a, bag, half a bag of Teddy Crisp, whatever they're called, something like that. On a Monday yeah. now, there certainly wouldn't be much going on. I'm enjoying Dave's commitment to muting and unmuting himself as if he's doing a match commentary. I've, I let the, I let the call come in here now, and I'll just shut up for a second. Or not? Yeah, I don't have any choice at the moment. Um, all hell is broken loose in the hallway, and the um, my co-parent has been forced to make an appearance. Do you refer to her, her as your co-parent often? <laughs> that, actually, that may be the first time. <laughs> Only when he's being romantic. <laughs> <laughs> when when there's a schedule is being drawn up. Yeah. Well, I feel like we need some audience interaction to uh, for next week. Maybe life is just too too straightforward at the moment. There's not enough drama going on. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, what are you getting up to? Not really very much. Nothing going on at all in the world. Sitting watching a lot of sport on TV. Um, I saw somebody... Go on, sorry. Oh, what the kids have been up to? I don't know. I mean, I wish I had some stories, but I was not paying any attention to them for the last week and a half because there's been too much TV to watch. I saw somebody which nailed it for me the other day saying that if I have to go for another fucking walk to kill a couple of hours, I might end up throwing myself into the sea. And that's exactly what's happening in our house. It's like, we went out to Dallymont on Saturday, which was cracking. Way uh, past your 5K, but go on. No, 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 no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I better Google that down. Not, not, not Dallymont. <laughs> Did I say Dolly Mount? <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Mount, I meant Dolly Mount. 
on the north side. Yeah. What you meant to say was that she, your little one brought Actually, her dolly. I do, I do take, I take that, I take all of that back. I genuinely take all of that back. I actually didn't mean Dolly Mount at all. That would, in fact, be way out of my uh, zone. <laughs> Sandy Mount. Sandy Mount. Sandy Mount. Uh, so. But the tide goes out and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, lovely walk there. And another one up around 40, <laughs> uh, 40 yesterday. I'll shut up now. But um, yeah, definitely going for the walks is like, I don't know. It's so, you need to do it, I think. I don't know what you lads are doing, but if I don't get out of the house, yeah. Today, I'm like a briar. It's just, it's not good for anybody. And like, I've, I'm convincing everybody that it's also equally mentally good for the kids. And it probably is, to be fair, but um, it's just walk after walk. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, though, with the kids. Like, you got to do it. But mm. the two lads spend the 10 minutes in advance basically refusing to go, bitching <laughs> and moaning. Oh, yeah. At least. Yeah, an hour. Then... The two-year-old wants to get out of the buggy the second you start moving and bitches and moans till you let her out. Then there's no point walking anywhere because she'll just stand there and look and do what the hell she wants. And yeah, the health benefits via the stress Mm. of that hour, sometimes you got to weigh up. Are we missing a trick here? Is there something we're not doing that we could be doing? Like, Are there other parents out there that have nailed this and found all manner of extracurricular activities outside of the house that is keeping everybody's mental health on an even keel. Strike two has just been administered to the second child. Oh, Live parenting. Is that, was that the co-parent handing out that? It was. It was. So I've been responsible for the delivery of five of, the, of these, four of the five strikes. The problem is now, if you've got two kids with nothing to lose by 4pm, that is a cocktail. Supernova shit. <laughs> Amnesty. Yeah, I can. They, is there a buyback? I wonder. I haven't explored that. The real oh, for the small print. Good idea. Buyback. We'll see. See if they can buy uh, back. You know what they have, may have to sacrifice. Maybe a pick in a future draft. I'm not sure. <laughs> there must be people who are uh, who are nailing this, but it, it does involve like getting out of bed and doing stuff outside, and then everybody being tired, and then doing stuff together inside and then going back out again so that there's like a program like on Sunday today's what today's Monday it's only yesterday I did the shopping took one of the kids it was actually grand it wasn't as much crack as it is when it's me on my own (laughs) it was way more crack it was actually good (laughs) I just couldn't I just had to pay attention and that was it was a, a, a genuinely good experience but um that was all I did like the rest of the day was literally like it's just gone one o'clock. It's time to turn on the TV and start watching some sport. And that was it. Mm. That was it for the rest of the day. Well, what do they do for the rest of the day? Uh, well, they ran around complaining about the fact that I was watching TV. Another match. Yes. And then there's another one and another one and another one and another one. Uh, and the guy's running through all that. Wait until next week when the Premier League is back yeah. in that last Sunday evening fixture. Um can what I use the iPad? Do? Well, no, I'm using the iPad as well as the TV. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There is not literally not a spare device in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your phone? No, let's get the third thing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Are there people who have lives who, I mean, there must be, who hate sport, who are like going out there, you know, gathering the leaves and doing treasure hunts and generally having happy, well-balanced children? Who are these people, though? Where are they? You know that one family when you're going up the mountain 
and your family are like, oh, I don't want to go anymore. Oh, I'm bored of this. How long more? Then we just come back down again, do we? And then you see this perfectly nice family and they've usually got a backpack on and then you see them up yeah. at the top and they're all just sitting quietly eating their packed lunch, having their my waddy. Everybody with a smile on their face. Discussing the various species of butterflies <laughs> they've seen on the way up yeah. the hill. <laughs> Yeah, and you're and you're two. One has gone missing. The other one's complaining. Yeah, the other one is on top of the Hellfire Club, going, "Would I fall if I just stepped forward?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But there's must be when you see that perfect family, there must be something else. There must be a tyrannical influence of some description, whereby the children are afraid to open their mouths and are unable to express themselves in public due to the the repercussions that they shall face when they return home. That's what I keep telling myself anyway. Exactly. That makes you feel better, Dave. Yeah. yeah. My kids are just, um, they, they Too love happy. freedom of expression. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, uh, they, they, they do tend to communicate in ways that sometimes border on the physical, but at the same time, you wouldn't want them to bottle up their very valid opinions. Again, I just keep telling myself that. Dave is telling his co-parent and his kids as they're going up, look at those. Hunts. Look at those hunts. Hunters. <laughs> we don't want to be like them. <laughs> no, look, everyone afraid to open their mouth. <laughs> Trying to display a veneer of normality and happiness that surely doesn't really exist. Very good. <laughs> I don't think this has been our greatest episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's difficult like there's nothing going on with life it's like there's nothing happening. do you know what like everybody used to go off to work and you come home and you'd be like full of stories of stuff that happened on your way to work and at work and it's like oh everybody's got a life and now it's like myself and my uh, co-parent meet downstairs of an evening and it's like oh what fucking what went down in your life <laughs> yeah. same what? old fucking same old I went down for tea at one o'clock and uh, the yeah. wife I went on your zoom call whoa yeah. <laughs> what about that dreaded question at what point of the day is the question so what are we going to do for dinner asked in your house oh it's weeks in advance now we've we've had to yeah. just get some kind of planning in place that just it doesn't work otherwise weeks it's in advance different. we haven't decided yeah, what we're having this evening it was a brief well, discussion we had about an hour ago I'm 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 now late I, I was supposed to be home earlier to put the dinner on and I know now that we're not going to be having the dinner that we were supposed to be having <laughs> and that if we do have it it's going to be Oof. ruined and, uh, so yeah you have to like there's no room for spontaneity anymore with uh, anything um you have to plan it out they won't eat anything like my my youngest is starting to look like he's been in the concentration camp if i shaved his head that they'd take the, the child away from us because like he's scrawny from just like just won't eat any of the food that we cook him so what's the alternative? How how are you keeping him nourished? Pasta pesto. Yeah, that's it. Pasta pesto. It is the solution to many of life. And you can't you can't put some cheeky. There's nothing you can't like do um like a mini soup or something like that and like mix it in with it with veg or meat or anything. Not having it. Wow. No. No. Liquidize and the veg into a spag ball and lob it into him. Spawn eat spag ball. We'll eat spag ball some days, but not the next day. We'll eat lasagna in school. Won't eat our lasagna. Mm. Just decide not eating it. And like, if he's had the sniff of any food between lunch and dinner, no hope of getting anything into him. So then you end up having like sides of garlic bread and naan bread. And then it's like a subsistence on horrible, like 
full of chemical bread. God, this is just not working out. It's a virtuous circle, except, you know, the opposite. Do you think that if you let him, he would voluntarily starve to death? As in, if he was, had the option of never eating again, he may well take it. No. No, he would, uh, he would just get hungry and eat fine toast. And right. And is he would. snacking away during anyway? Like, besides all that, is he snacking away or is he eating his breakfast? Like, or? Oh, he eats breakfast, yeah. If he didn't eat breakfast, he'd be dead. Eat porridge <laughs> every morning. Like, that's the one. And they'll have his lunch, which is like a wrap with cheese and pesto or, or wow. sometimes a sandwich. Um. And eats like olives, which is weird for a five-year-old. He's cut off the old block straight off the bat, isn't he? He's probably oh. like in the corner and like a <laughs> well, they, glass of red. Let's try that now. <laughs> How did you start drinking wine? Well, because I wouldn't eat my dinner. This wine needs food. Exactly. That's what we always do. This wine needs food. Have some. It's like, oh, I'm only eating it so I can get my drink in. <laughs> Where's my meat and cheese board? Dave's <laughs> uh, having a conflaw with the co-parent there off screen. Yeah, conflaw has been completed. Three strikes. Uh, no, the one of the, there's still one strike left for the the younger guy, but uh, we've had we have had to turn on a screen just to see us through the rest of today's podcast. But look, it's all good. You do whatever you need to do. You get through it. Mm. Hopefully. The guy who's already on three and out won't see that as an opportunity to unleash hell between now and 7.30. Or to bring his brother down with them, because obviously, oh, what's yeah. the point? That's the... That's the other aspect of it, yes. He mm-hmm. is obviously going to try and find a way. It's yeah. like the guy who's been, uh, who's been booked in the Champions League semi-final and knows he's going to miss the final, trying to take somebody else out. Do do or you when you're booked at center, you're booked at halftime with an injury and you just take out their best player. That's what he's going to do, isn't it? Yeah. I'll definitely report on that next week. See what ways he's managed to come up with to drag the other guy into the quicksand with him. And we'll have a right. child psychologist on to figure out what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well at least we'll have something to talk about. That's that's, yeah. that's <laughs> I'm gonna wrap I'm gonna wrap this week's show up. Dadcast at off the ball.com if anybody wants to get in touch, you can use uh, at dadcastpod on Twitter. And if anybody has anything that they'd like to add to this, this is a good solid two and a half stars out of five show for us today. I think we could like could you put in the headline there's no real real no real reason to tune in today all right but, okay well listen i'll ask you a question as we go and you can either answer it now or you can consider it for the next week are we wishing our lives away and missing out on enjoying being parents right now oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah totally yeah everybody, everybody as in this it. moment or the <laughs> well every moment is a moment in its own way and this is a whole episode. <laughs> it is yeah, these, these, these few weeks are a whole series of moments. And, you know, there have been many days we've spoken and at least one of us has talked about how amazing it is to be a dad. And that is the whole premise of this podcast. But maybe there are too many days where we don't feel that. Um, but there, we're missing out on some good stuff that is happening. It just seems to be such a drag, such a drain. Every day seems to be similar to the previous day and the day after. But maybe we're just not seeing the good stuff which is surely there surely it is oh, yeah are you not are you not like much better acquainted with your kids now than you were before the mm. pandemic because of all the time you spent with them uh, looking for good stuff chair <laughs> <laughs> well i i was pretty well acquainted with them before okay fair enough you were 19 arrived in the scene um 
but I just don't know. I haven't got to grips with the age they're at at the moment. So four and six, just haven't quite, quite got to grips with the four and six age as yet and learning what it is that makes four and six year olds tick. I'd, um, the, the eldest lad said to my wife the other day, the other morning that uh, he's always doing this thing where like, um, he'll say, oh, that he loves his mom and he loves his sister and then he'll just leave me out of the loop and it's the greatest crack ever. And anyway, he said to her yesterday, he said, uh, oh yeah, uh, something, something, something. Um, Dad only loves Annie, <laughs> his sister. Oh. So I had to take him aside and I was like, I don't know where you're coming up with this shit, son. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should have started the show with this. <laughs> I was telling you guys, listen, you, you made your bed, you're going to lie at it. You left me off. You know what you did. You left me off <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. You know what you did. You prefer, you prefer her to me. And this is the price you pay. That's I always like, like I, I can see, I, <laughs> I can see where he's coming from. Uh, to be fair, I think I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I've, I, I was at pains like every hand's turned then on Saturday or whatever day it was. I was like, "How much do you think I love you?" And how much do you think I love you? Okay. And then they'd obviously both give their answers, and I'm like, "Right, I love you both the same." But like, uh, she's—I've said this before. She's like, um, she'd be, she would happily. I'm her number one, and there's no getting away from it. And uh, so, but so when you have that coming at you. Like it is hard to be equal with him because he's like, <laughs> no, but he's like, he's like, I don't give a shit about you, and I and I'd much rather my mum. So like, you know, we get on like a house on fire. There's no, there is no issue at all. It's just that he way prefers his mother and she way prefers me. So like, that's where they're at at the minute. I'm sure that'll change. You love them both the same, but you just prefer her. I never said that. Nathan. That is that is factually well, incorrect. Who amongst us when we were children ourselves? didn't believe that our parents favoured one of our siblings over us. I mean, at some stage, we all felt that, didn't we? Now we are into a deep-rooted psychological issue. As, as untrue as that may have been, I'm sure at one stage, however temporary that feeling may have been, we all felt, oh, there's daddy's pet over there, there's mommy's pet over there. And if you didn't, If you didn't think it, does that mean you were the favourites? <laughs> <laughs> why is that you <laughs> it is it is it is a, it's an interesting one isn't it and it is like a very human thing also to at any given time for any given factor rather one person over another so like it's probably all true and we all probably got our turn at some point and just the circle turns like right well no. they are good questions to uh to finish um, who, who, who is your favorite child and are we wasting our lives on that note what a <laughs> we got there in the end my thanks to the dads this week uh stay around for the end watch till the end is, is what they always say but in this case uh, the best material was definitely for last we will see you next week take care <laughs> <laughs>